Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Everything is Black and White podcast brought to you by Chronicle Live and sponsored by Hodgson Motor Group, bringing you the latest insight into everything to do with Newcastle United. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, or most podcast providers. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. We're here after Newcastle United beat Crystal Palace 1-0 at James's Park. Newcastle United fans go home very happy. Newcastle up to ninth in the league and Miguel Almiron gets his first goal coming up to a year um, since he joined the club. Lee, just describe that moment when Almiron half-oiled it into the back of the net. Well, wonderful moment. What people, you know, pay the money to come to St James's Park for, for moments like that. And let's be totally honest, it was a pretty awful game um, up until that point. But it illuminated the ground. Um, it's just, you know, it's just unbelievable scenes, isn't it? When when something like that happens so close to the end of the game, I thought, you know, the opening of the game was was quite bright and breezy, and Newcastle were getting a lot of balls in the box, but there was no quality in terms of. You know, churning out chances, um, and you were just praying for one to drop like that, and it did. Um, at one point, I thought, you know, 70, 80 minute mark, I'm thinking this could be just as bad as Burnley last week if we're not careful. But thankfully, it wasn't. Decent ball in the box, I'm sure. Good knockdown, and then Almiron fires home a, a great moment now. You know, we'll all remember it. The celebrations were unbelievable. Whipsy's top off, jumps into the, gives the ball boy a hug, and the, obviously all the players follow him. And Steve Bruce as well said then the press comments that he, he nearly did his hip in celebrating. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, just, it's an absolute carnage, isn't it, when something like that happens? But great to see him with a big smile on his face because there's been times where there's been some you know bad moments for him. Um, obviously, getting injured last season. Um, loads of like one-on-one opportunities that he's hard hitting the post, you know, right at the start of his career. So he's got it now. It's it's, it's out of the way. Um, but for me, to be honest, the last the last sort of ten games, I haven't even been looking at him as a goalscorer. I've been looking at him as someone who gets on the ball, takes the pressure off for Newcastle. Um, but now he's showed he's got this in his artillery as well. We knew he could get goals anyway because of his time in, in America but thankfully he's, he's, he's got it and he's got it at just a great time because to get Newcastle on 25 points before Christmas Day is is a great return and you've got it you have to give Steve Bruce the credit certainly is a excellent uh, points total um but aside from the goal, I mean, one I thought had a, a good game. Steve Bruce there said it was his best performance in a while, um, and it wasn't an easy finish either. I mean, he had to kind of adjust his body and hit it on the yeah. on the half volley. Um, but again, it just showed that even if he hadn't got the goal, he'd still played a huge part in what might have just been a point for Newcastle. But it's his all round good. It's his all round game that Steve Bruce really likes to point out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you say, a point there. It sounds terrible. Um, but really, if they'd have got a point and they'd have been on, you know, 23 points going at Christmas, a lot of people would have accepted that at the start of the season. Um, but for him to, to get it, um, it, just put the gloss on his performance today. Um, 
he'll get the headlines rightly so there's some brilliant pictures on the website at the moment of him celebrating give a quick little message to us as well he, you know he's still his English isn't there yet um, if that's something that's that's taken some time as well but you know he was able to say Merry Christmas to the fans and to be fair that you know Merry Christmas and sticking the ball in the back of the net isn't a bad uh, isn't a bad outcome today so hopefully um Hopefully, this can be the first of many. Um, I think he will get more goals. It's amazing what happens once a player's got one. Uh, they, they come, it's such a strange thing, scoring goals. The next game, you know, you can score probably a couple more, we don't know. But uh, it is Man United next, so we'll not get too carried away. You talked oh, there about confidence and one man who's seriously lacking and I felt today was the first time where we actually saw him like a bit disheartened was, was Joe Linson, um, another another performance where he just didn't look like he was gelling with the team and what can what can Steve Bruce do about that well it's a, it's a little bit like the Almiron story really you know you, you can look at it um, strikers go through droughts in their careers and unfortunately for him this is it's now been since August since he got that goal at Tottenham I mean that that wasn't a bad goal by the way that shows you what he can do um, when everything sort of drops into place for him um, but you know today he wasn't really the main striker it didn't look like he wanted to you know get it he's almost in a position now where he doesn't want to miss um, so he doesn't want to be in the position to miss which is very worrying Um I'm not 100% sure how long this will go on, but it's about patience. Steve Bruce mentioned it in there. Eventually it will come. Um, it's just a case of you know playing the waiting game. Um, you mentioned there, Almiron, get the headlines, um, but plenty of other people who put in really good performances. For you, who else stood out? I mean, Mankio was outstanding. Um, had um, Zahar right where he wanted him basically I mean he's a dangerous player there's no doubt about it so you know I mean Mankio's a player where let's be honest if you go back this summer you thought Rafa Benitez is gone this is a player Rafa Benitez bought in because he wanted to bring in people that he knew um, and you thought Mankio is, is possibly the type of player who says no I don't want to be here the man who bought me here has gone but it's been the complete opposite it's so strange he's just rolled his sleeves up he had a brilliant pre-season he was playing like a man possessed in pre-season then he couldn't get in because Newcastle wanted to um, play Emil Kraft the summer signing um, you know we're yet to see the best from him but maybe him coming in has gave him a real sort of um, bit of motivation to to really battle for his place and he was outstanding today Dubravka as well I mean heading for a man the match award and another one another clean sheet you know best four million Newcastle have spent in a long time that so look it's, there's a lot of positives today but overall the season so far has been positive there's a lot of people talking you know letting their mouths go at the start of the season saying Steve Bruce is the wrong man for the job he's lost the plot he doesn't know what he's doing and he's actually, you know, turned it round completely. Look where Newcastle are at the minute. They're, they're looking up rather than down. There's 10 points between them and the bottom three. Um, Steve Bruce is really enjoying his time here and seems to be getting more and more of a Geordie accent as, as the weeks uh, as the weeks go on. So it's obviously just one of them things that happens when people work away from home. Um, the Geordie accent rubs off and, you know, he, he was delighted there today uh, at his press conference, which is good to see. Good to see him um, smiling.
Certainly. As he even put on some beer for the journalists, which yeah. was warmly appreciated. Just finally from you, Lee, another uh, win at home. It's now unbeaten in eight. And, you know, when uh, Everton come on 28th, I think it is, with Angelotti in charge, yeah. they're going to be probably on a high. But, you know, every team that comes here at St James Park will look now and say, hey, they're on a good run of form at home. And it is becoming that fortress that we're, that we're used to expecting yeah I mean Ancelotti would be getting his feet under the table um, I'm, to be fair I'm more daunted by Duncan Ferguson pacing up and down the touchline without his jacket on I think that would have been a more daunting prospect um, so he's going to come in I mean look he's a proven manager he's got some brilliant players at Everton but it's one where you, you know it's going to be a full house we know that because of the, the half season ticket deal uh, so you just wonder you know one can Newcastle get something at Man United you wouldn't rule it out um, and then two coming here what a chance to end 2019 on a massive high and if they can't I mean I'll get them the day if you're being greedy and they could win two games you'd be delighted because it would smash through the 30 point barrier going on into New Year's Day which would be unbelievable that is getting carried away though but even four points um, and when you compare them where they were last year where you compare them the, the year before and certainly the year before that when they were last in the Premier League end up getting relegated they're in a really healthy place they've got something to build on they've got real options going into January because there is money to spend but how much do you tweak it because things are going so well it, look, there's too, so many positives to write tonight and it is a much uh, it's a much more enjoyable task when you have got all them positives to uh, to get out there so we're joined here by Kieran Kelly Kieran um, not the best of games to watch actually though probably better than we were expecting and probably a better game in many ways than a lot of the games we've seen yet at James Park so far this season yeah I mean uh, I'm a bear witness to the Burnley game last week it was uh, it was actually a classic in comparison to that no I, I think got some encouragement by how Newcastle started I think they very much knew they it's been flat here at times this season for a variety of reasons but they really had to make a fast start it kind of caught Palace I think by surprise both the formation and the game plan in that sense um, but it it got tough once Palace settled down and got into their defensive shape um, Newcastle found it really hard even just to string two passes together at times and you know, let's be honest, before the Almiron goal, Palace were looking to likelier to score and, you know, Dubravka made three important stops throughout that game. Again, proving his worth, you know, we've seen it time and time again, particularly this month, how important that last line of defence is. So yeah, it was it was it was it was a strange game. <laughs> they often are here, but um, you know, what a result. Whatever about the performance, that's that's a huge, huge points total with uh, still twenty games to go. Certainly is the return of Lejeune, quite a physical game to bring him back into. Um, ironically, he injured himself um, against Palace yeah. um, back in April, so that's it's been a long time to be out and to come in against a physical side. You've got Benteke up front, or you, could, you know the two wide men are very quick, are you and in Sahar? But he fitted straight back in, you know, pinging the the, the, the balls, the passes. Um, just brilliant to see him back. Yeah, it's it's. Um it's been a remarkable story I mean to come back from a, a serious knee injury as quickly as he did the first time was, was remarkable to do it again uh, has been great and you know he's he's been in contention really since that Villa game uh, going back to last month I think and they've understandably been a bit cautious in just making sure he's, he's you know having to be 
you know, he, he, he's knocking on the door so much as Bruce said that he's so keen to be involved and he, all those defenders have had to be patient at times to get their, their chance. It was interesting today. It's probably the most, um, you know, attack-minded back threes put out and you have three players who are already comfortable on the ball who can all uh, play those passes into the channels and who also are composed bringing out and that kind of fed into that start as I was saying that they they had those options in, in moving the ball around and for once um, they didn't look afraid of having so much of the ball thing with Newcastle times this season they maybe haven't looked like well what do we do with 50% possession even whereas uh, there were times today in that first 15 minutes where you, you could see what they were trying to do and that's that's a work in progress but yeah I think he's there was one tackle that stood out to me in five minutes I think in and uh, he wins the ball off Ayu Ayu tries to weigh in it back with a slight tackle and Jin still stays on his feet he doesn't fall down and he doesn't shirk the challenge so um, yeah it, it, it's a real big bonus having him back Certainly is. Dwight Gale came off the bench for Drillinson and again didn't have many touches, probably probably didn't get in double figures with touches, but the the running that he was making was mm. was very important and um you know, a little change in formation as well when he came on. And do you still think he's gonna have a big part of play this season? It's it's the big question mark in January, isn't it? Um I think if someone comes in, not that many clubs have the kind of money, particularly in the championship, to, to make Newcastle sell, it, it would be really interesting to see what happens. But you, you feel for him in a way because um, had he not got that calf injury, uh, literally when Bruce took over, I think it, it could have been a very interesting narrative that would have developed. You know, I think he would have played a lot more. He would have started more games. He's obviously not started yet. Um, and you're probably thinking, really, is he going to start before that game against Rochdale in the Cup? That will, that will already looks like that would be a big chance for him. But yeah, he, he he's energetic. Um, he's probably their best natural finisher. Um, he, he just feel he needs that goal. Um, and you know the, the question marks about him at this level I, I think it's unfair because literally he's coming on 15 minutes here and there 10 minutes here and there um, not many strikers can make an impact like that he's never been known as a super sub either it's not like say Solskjaer back in the day um, he hasn't made his name as that kind of player so that's definitely one to watch I, I think he'll he'll want to be playing more but it's it's a really awkward situation because I think Newcastle obviously want to keep hold of him because they aren't blessed with goals and options uh, in terms of centre forwards um, but the player you know he, he should be starting for a club at his age um, Annie Carroll started again today and again okay, didn't get on the score sheet but knocked the ball down for Almiron and just was everywhere for a man you know when he arrived everyone was questioning you know is his body just going to work is he going to be fit enough mm-hmm. he's up and down that field um, you know he did look a bit knackered towards the end but he was getting his head on some defensive uh, you know to clear the ball from Newcastle's box I mean another all round brilliant performance by Andy Carroll yeah it's it's a remarkable remarkable story isn't it I mean to for him to have started a game before Christmas was was probably a surprise to have played you know you got the Southampton cameo the Sheffield United game he had that key touch for Shelby's goal and today as he said right into the last few minutes when his body's probably telling him you know I want to go off he steps up with that that crucial header for Almiron's goal so he's he's made a big difference and I think there isn't anyone out there who would say he's not 
first name on the team she potentially he's just been uh, really really important and uh, yeah it's I think a lot of certain people out there would have felt it was despite being a risk-free sign-in in terms of salary and things um, it was a bit of a publicity stunt on deadline day but he's already proved in just those couple of weeks um, his value that like Dubravka he's helped them win points and um, I think managing him over the festive period is going to be important because to expect him to make four starts in 11 days is probably asking a bit much so the, I think they'll be they'll be careful all the same with him but he said himself he's kind of walking into training with a bounce and whereas at West Ham those final years he he was fearing he had that ankle niggle at the back of his mind all the time he, he essentially feels like a, a new person a new player so that's, that's a really good prospect it's great to see. So, give me your take then on Almiron's goal. Great celebration, Steve Bruce at, at full time there. Waited until Almiron came to shine and give him a big hug. Um, Fernandez also got him in more of a headlock, I would say. <laughs> a loving headlock, nonetheless. Um, just brilliant to see. It is, it is. I mean, I think we all know what he can do, and a, a lot of people have long come around to uh, seeing that the energy, the work rate, the just the dedication to his craft um, but and just, you, you, as a forward he's, he's someone he's, he's never been known for you know scoring more than 10 goals in a season I think his, his last season at Atlanta was probably the first time he'd done that but you just needed him to get that goal off his back whatever he could and I think we all maybe thought it would be a really scruffy one when it eventually came but it was actually a really good finish and you know, there have been many times this season where you can feel the crowd breathe in when he's about to have a really good chance and you just feel for him because it doesn't happen. And that was an example there of just, just a quality finish. And I think it'd be a, what's been so striking about him is he's never let his head go down, but I think that goal could push him up potentially to another level. They have so much confidence from that now, how the supporters reacted to it. It was, it was really special. And a season that has had a lot of... Um, Particularly here, it's been you've had Matty Longstaff's Premier League debut being marked to go. You've Andy Carroll returning for his second debut. That is right up there. It was it was really amazing to be here for it. We hope we've enjoyed this episode so far. It's sponsored by Hodgson Motor Group, the Northeast number one family-owned Toyota, Mazda, and Suzuki dealership group. Please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Now joined by Mark Douglas. Mark, if I'd said to you at the start of the season after everything that had gone on, Newcastle would be unbeaten at home in eight and ninth in the league with 25 points, you would have said? Don't be silly. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's been um, a much, much better first half of the season well not quite first half of the season because one more game to go um, than anybody expected I'm not sure the performances have necessarily really kicked Newcastle on um, uh, but there's been some great moments in the first 18 games of the season and today's winner by Almiron was one of them you know lifted the game which was pretty drab for 89 minutes just lifted it from being instantly forgettable to you know one of those games where you'll you'll, rem- you'll remember it for a while because the reaction to Almiron's goal was um, you know was was the biggest cheer I think since my Longstaff scored in the in the first few weeks so um, yeah amazed really that they're on 25 points but fair play because there's a lot of hard work gone into it I think 
certainly has done and you can see how much it meant to, to the players see Bruce said in his press conference yesterday that you know they, they just want Armio on a score and there was hugs as a ball boy got a hug and there's just this kind of I don't know what it is do you think there's a different atmosphere around the place than, than last season under Rafa Benitez from the players or the, the fans well from both because I don't know I think Today we were it's an awful game, but I still felt Newcastle probably would would nab something. And we've against Southampton, they were awful. Mm. Again, I just I don't know what, what what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it becomes I think winning becomes a bit of a habit, and I think teams teams are, will be aware of the fact that Newcastle have started to grind out wins, and I think you you know teams start to you know every every club now has teams of analysts who watch the way that teams play and they'll be more than aware teams will be coming here now thinking Newcastle you know find a way and I think there's there's a little bit of you can see oppositions the opposition team I think sometimes actually they get they get overconfident in some ways and they leave the gaps and I think that's what that's what happened today but in terms of the I think the, I think the look the crowd and the stadium is very different from last season um, they've lost I would say 10,000 fans I would I would say you know 8,000 maybe um, and they were hard, the hardcore fans they've lost um, so what we're seeing is that I think the stadium is it, it has long periods where it's very flat there's, there's, but there's very little there's very little sort of negativity because I don't think there's, there's very there's very little sort of you know of that kind of trying to generate an atmosphere when it's flat either um, because it, it's changed totally you're not hearing any anti-Mike Ashley songs you're not hearing but you're also not hearing that kind of the, the corner that they had where war flags were where they were trying to generate an atmosphere when it's flat um, but that doesn't mean it's not capable of, of the, the roof coming off like it was today but it just feels very very different it's not negative I very rarely hear boos this season you know, I mean they've not you know, they've, look, they've not lost the game since the first half of the season but there's been some poor spells you don't hear boos you don't hear really urging the team on but what you do get I think is is a kind of you know quite a um, I don't know what it is quite, it's, it's passive in some ways but it also means that, that nobody gets on anybody's back and look Linton nobody he's not, he's not done it at all but nobody's having a go at him um, and it's, it's, I suppose that's got its positives I think I miss the, the 10,000 who've gone to be honest I do um, but you know it, but, but then the people who are here are still, are still fantastic as well um, you know they are really they are uh, you know it's a great crowd even though there are periods where it's flat and you can see that when the team won when the team won and, 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 uh, and Almiron's goal you know that was that was a moment. That was a really was a moment. And in terms of inside the dressing room, um, I think I think the players. You know, I, I, I wouldn't say it's a better atmosphere than Rafa because I think they like playing for Rafa, but it's definitely a freer atmosphere. Um, the players are getting more freedom to do what they to, to do things to do things slightly differently. You know, then the manager isn't on them all the time, and I think that that means that some of them are doing little things that maybe they wouldn't have done under Rafa. I mean, you've got Fabian Shah with five minutes to go in the fi- in the opposition's final um, final third, swinging across in front of Carroll. I don't think that would have probably happened under the under the previous manager. Um, but then you know he, he was incredibly good tactically as well, and, and of course they finished the season superbly. And I think you know, I, I, you know, obviously I think they would have kicked on under, under Rafa, it's water under the bridge. But um, yeah, I think it's it's just a different place, isn't it? But it, hey, look, I'm really enjoying the wins. Yeah, I suppose everyone must be. I mean, it feels like the crowd react to what the players are doing. They like hard challenge. The, the crowd react to that, and um, you saw that after the goal, uh, right up the pitch and, and share just a little wind up on Sahar, and the, the crowd, the crowd loved it. Um, let's talk about John Joe Shelby back after injury. What did you make of his return to the starting lineup? 
Yeah, I thought he did okay. Um, the midfield was a bit of an area, a bit of a problematic area for Newcastle. They, they set up slightly differently, didn't they? And and it did mean that the um, you know the midfield had had a slightly different job. Um, Hayden got forward a little bit more. Um, probably not one of his better performances um, today. Although you know he, he stuck at it. Shelby was um, you know Shel- Shelby. I think he. What I like about Shelby is he just he, he keeps trying things, you know. And sometimes it, it can fall he can fall flat on his face with it because he keeps trying things and doesn't always look doesn't always look magnificent. But I, I thought they had a game plan today to um, to to really nullify him. You could tell that they, you know, that they were trying to squeeze him. They weren't going to keep. They weren't going to allow him to get on the ball very often, so he didn't get too much of the ball. But he was getting himself into the right positions, and when he did get the ball, he was trying things. It didn't come off, but he was trying things. And I, I you know, I think he's justified to be in the first 11 now you know bear in mind at the start of the season he wasn't in the team and um, I don't think too many people would have been lamenting the fact that he wasn't in the team but now justifiably in the first 11 um, and he's one of those players isn't there and there's a few of them <clears throat> a few of them in this this Newcastle squad who've, who've kind of answered their critics um, a lot of players uh, in that Newcastle squad playing for new contracts um, <clears throat> let's not forget that 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 could be a factor that not Many people have mentioned, um, but it, it definitely, I think, is something there. There's a lot of them playing for contracts. Paul Dummett um, <coughs> brought in, replaced Jero Willems. Um, I think I, well, I was a little bit worried because he's not really at home on, as a wing back, but I tell you what, um, he proved me wrong today because I thought he had an excellent game. Yeah, he did, he did well. Um, he did well. There were, there were moments, I think, where. I think Newcastle's game plan was clearly to to get the ball into the channels and try and cross for Andy Carroll, which was understandable, really. And Joe Linton, who's obviously a big lad as well. Um, and yeah, Dummett did Dummett did pretty well. I wouldn't say, you know, I wouldn't say I, I would have him there every week because um, you know they, they've got better options. Obviously, Matt Ritchie's going to come back at some point in, in the second half of the season. Um, but uh, but he did really well. I mean, Paul Dummett just never lets you down, really. I, I, I understand that you know a lot of fans don't think he, he's capable of doing that job today but I think he did I think he did okay you know I, I think Willems is a more natural fit for that part of, for that place and obviously he's injured today but I'm assuming we'll see some of him um, during the uh, during the, the Christmas programme but uh, but yeah Dummett did, Dummett did pretty well Just finally from yourself you know if we're assuming Willems will be back for Boxing Day um, and Lascelles will be back maybe turn of the year maybe a few few weeks after Lejeune comes through today on Skiv, which it looked like he did. I mean, Steve Bruce has got some options. He's got two other wing backs to right back in the right position as well. Mankiewicz playing out of his skin. Mm. He'll be rubbing his hands at the the prospect of who he plays. Yeah, I mean, Luke Lejeune, I think, is the best defender that Newcastle have got. Um, played really well today. He's so composed, and he adds that sort of um, or adds that sort of authority at the back. I think he was really, really good. But but Cher played really well as well. Um, and Fernandez has been has been excellent. And you know that's with with Kieran Clark still still absent um, or, or not playing today. Um, so yeah, I mean they've got a, a fantastic defensive options. But what I'd like to see now is obviously the, the Christmas period's tough for Newcastle. They've got three difficult games. Carlo Ancelotti now Everton manager. They'll have a bit of a bounce. You would think off the back of that Manchester United. United have been, you know, I don't think playing particularly well um, every week at home, but they've been getting results recently. So that's a tough game. And Leicester, you know, obviously have, uh, you know, gave Newcastle the, the biggest hiding I think they've had for, for many a year at, at Leicester as well. So three tough games. But what I would like to see, you mentioned in there about the, the strength in depth, I would like to see now they're on 25 points could potentially get another three before um, the, uh, the, the first week of January. I'd really like to see Newcastle 
field some teams with a, with a view on going to Rochdale and I know Rochdale are in the, the League One so you know it should be a winnable game but I'd like to see them fielding some teams with a view to fielding a very strong team at Rochdale to make no mistakes there get through to the fourth round of the Cup and actually you know look have a go at that competition because they've, they've said they're going to and I think you know it, it would be the biggest own goal that this football club could do if the team that's sent out of Rochdale is not you know, a team, a full, a team that's played together before on a first team game because they've said, you know, this summer, they, you know, Steve Bruce has, has said it as well, that they're going to take the, the cup seriously. So they need to take that game seriously. For me, you know, obviously the league, cup, the league games are, are, are so important, but that is symbolically and practically, that's a really important game. Got to go there make no mistakes because if they get knocked out there you'd feel like all the positivity of kind of getting to 25 points and hopefully getting you know beyond that over Christmas as well would kind of go down the drain because you'd feel like that's another season where it's just surviving so they need to you know for me they need to do that but because they've got decent options at the back they probably can mix and match there um, and it'll be about you know making sure that they get the right option um, up front but they have got options you know there's not this is one of the things that you know it's a good a good thing that's been bequeathed to Steve Bruce from Rafa is that they've got strength in depth because Rafa was all about having a group of players who were all at the level you know all at very similar levels and and I think you're seeing that you know you're seeing that now so um, you know although Fair play to, to Steve Bruce because what he's doing. Um, I think you know they're, they're building on on some you know decent foundations that were left, but they've taken it on a little bit in the last few weeks. You certainly have done well, Mark. Just finally, on yourself, just uh, wishing all the listeners a merry Christmas. Yeah, I'd like to say thanks to any, everybody for listening and reading. It's been an interesting year, um, but we really do appreciate the feedback and the sort of comments and um, and basically people reading and sticking with us. You know, we we are fully aware of the fact that you're not just readers you're fans and you know um, I, I, I hope that we kind of try and reflect the, the mood amongst everybody as well positive and negative but I hope everybody has a fantastic Christmas Fantastic well this has been the Everything is Black and White podcast please remember to like and subscribe